Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, first things first, I, I do want to apologize. I did not have two episodes out in January. And, uh, you know, life happens, things change, plans change. So uh, I apologize for that to anybody who uh, who enjoys the show and enjoys the content. But hopefully I made it up by having a great interview with uh, Risha Chesterfield. Uh, if you recall, she was on a previous episode. She was working with RMG as a part of the marketing department, kind of a co-manager for the label. Uh, worked really close with Doc Watson, who a lot of people know and respect. And so we were talking about her journey going from working with RMG to kind of going solo, doing her own thing, what that looks like, why she did it, and what she is actually doing. Uh, if you are an independent artist, I would suggest reaching out to her and seeing how she can help you in your marketing and your branding and all that stuff. So before we jump into that, though, I do want to thank the patrons for the show. Aaron Simpkins at True Strength Apparel. Make sure you go to truestrengthapparel.com, get your gear. Uh, we know whatever you need for the winter and the summer is available there for you, as well as Solomon's Porch podcast product. Uh, shameless plug. So if you're a fan of the Solomon's Porch podcast show, you can head to truestrengthapparel.com. Uh, we've kind of partnered with Aaron where he's taking care of that kind of stuff for us, and uh, we're really grateful for that. Uh, Jay Sannon, he has released a brand new single. Uh, make sure you go check that out. I'm going to put the description, or I'm going to put the... Um, the song URL and uh, the access to the song in the description for the show. So make sure you go check him out as well as LT Smith. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. He's an artist as well. And so his, uh, his late latest video will be in the description of the show too. So yeah, anyway, uh, so that's it uh, real quick though. I, I do want to, you know, just real quick shout to track stars podcasting network. If you're not familiar, tra- uh, track stars has a, 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 not a host of podcasts. Uh, they have a list of podcasts. It's, you know, the track star show. You got business with Bordeaux, uh, good, uh, clean ears podcast as well. Uh, there's a couple ladies that do a show and, you know, they're, they're involved in the, the Christian hip hop culture and, you know, just a strong woman led show. You know, we, we need that diversity in the podcasting game and in the Christian game in general. Uh, we have a brand new show joining pretty soon. Uh, I'm not going to announce it yet. Solomon's Porch Podcast, which is another show that I have, and the 520 Collective, and that is geared specifically for indie artists. Uh, They're trying to do what they can to help them get their stuff promoted even more. And so shout out to all those shows. Make sure you go check them out and subscribe to their shows as well. So without further ado, here is the interview with Risha Chesterfield. All righty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Have with me a return guest uh, looking forward to being able to share what's going on with her. A lot of you remember her. Uh, last time she was on, we talked about RMG and her role there. Uh, she's made a transition since then, so we wanted to catch up and see what was going on with Russia, uh, Russia Chesterfield. How's it going? It's going great, Jason. Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, I look forward to this one. Uh, definitely, like you said, transition, so uh, new things on the horizon. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of people, uh, it's, it's interesting, a lot of people fear transition. Uh, a lot of people, they get somewhere, they get comfortable, they want to stay there. And then when they feel like it's time for a transition for whatever reason, it's terrifying. And uh, so I wanted to see kind of what the whole experience is like for you, uh, what it is you're doing now, because as I, as I think I understand, is you're, you're trying to work with independent artists now, right? Right. That's right. Yes. And so we want to talk about what that looks like. Uh, what are some things that you're helping with? That way, anybody who was listening to the show will be able to understand what they're going to get whenever they reach out to you, Russia. So um, so the last time we talked about it, uh, you know, you're into marketing and uh, she kind of got into her background and everything she's done. And so if you want to go back and listen to that, you can get uh, more details in that arena. Uh and so you worked with RMG. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long was it uh, that you worked with RMG? I started back in 2014 there. Um, and so, uh, you know, rounded out. It's about five years. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
So give us short, just a real short summary of your connection with RMG and, and how you jumped on board. Uh, like I said, y'all can get a full detail from the other interview we did, but just in case anybody's listening to this and they don't want to get off because they're so intoxicated by this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> just give a short run. Yeah, rundown. stay here and then go listen to that. <laughs> uh, so I uh, reached out to them via Twitter back in 2014, um, just willing to work. Uh, was pretty much the mindset I was in. And Doc Watson was running the account at that point. And so we started talking and uh, met up for lunch. And that just kind of became the, I'm going to do an internship role and help put shows on Facebook <laughs> and make sure people were coming to the shows. And that's just where we started. And then that turned into uh, part-time into full-time. Uh, so yeah, that's a very very short synopsis of of the of my uh, my approaching uh, RMG to work with them. Awesome. So, what were some of your roles and responsibilities aside from just social media? Uh, yeah, marketing director overall. So, building campaigns uh, with releases and how are we going to roll those out? How are we going to get those out to the people? Uh, some project management in there too, uh, making sure that eyes are dotted, t's are crossed as far as uh, you know, do we have uh, what we need for video uh, rollout, single rollout? Do we have all those pieces? Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much, you know, the big gist. Um, websites, anything digital, pretty much email, uh, I had a hand in. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool deal. Now, transition-wise, now I know there's a lot of people, usually whenever something happens, everybody assumes something terrible happened. Dun, dun, dun. There was a huge breakdown. I mean, even whenever Derek Miner left uh, Reach, people were like, oh, I wonder what happened. There had to have been some sort of bad fallout or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, and I think Derek talked about it with a few people just explaining it was just time for him to do his own thing. So, uh, so as far as you and RMG, what was the, uh, what was kind of the, um, the start of, of knowing you were going to transition out? Yeah, and you bringing up Derek is really good because that is like a model of the of the transition for me. Um, As in, you know, you see, um, you know, you're working underneath um, and doing something underneath someone, which is great. And there's definitely times for that to learn. But then, you know, eventually, um, you know, I came into RMG um, with a mindset of of I'm going to work here for a long time. Uh, but I knew I was going to learn a lot. And Doc was very instrumental in putting me in different um, different as- aspects of the label. So not only did I do marketing, I did booking, I did merch at different time periods. Um, so he had me in different places and different spots um, so I could learn. Um, and so taking those qualities that I gained from each uh, each space, he was really grooming me to be an entrepreneur and that's, you know, we've been saying that for years that, you know, we're, you know, starting to st- start your own business, doing your own business. That's one thing that they were grooming me for the the whole time I was there. So, um, you know, it, it, there's no like right time to be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm about to uh, about to leave. Um, however, uh, it was in my spirit uh, just last year, just looking at life and where I was at and, you know, I'm approaching 30 and just looking at, you know, what do I want to do with my life as, as I keep moving forward? And I'm thankful for all the skills and assets that I got from Reflection Music Group. Uh, but I definitely had a, a feeling in my heart of there's something else that I need to be doing. Um, and that, um, you know, definitely is there's no, um, I think what the Lord does with that is like, hey, you know, you spent your time here and you've done what I needed you to do here. I am looking for you to do something else um, that will, you know, your story. What's your, what's my story? What is the story that I'm supposed to be building and bringing? And so just with any other, anybody else that's building a company, you know, there's uh, fear and there's doubt that comes along with that. Um, but, you know, you have to push through that. And, uh, you know, the easy route is just to stay comfortable and do things as they have been for the past several years. Uh, but I knew in my heart that it was just time for something new and something different um, for me. And I knew that I would feel like I'm missing out on what the Lord really has for me, um, because being an RMG is definitely was definitely great. Um, but I know that the Lord was def- is definitely looking for me to do, um, you know, maybe something a little bit um 
different for me, definitely something different for me. So, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, Doc and Derek definitely in my corner, you know, making sure that I'm good, uh, you know, in this transition time. So, and still working with them on some things. So uh, that was one thing too, that I wanted to make sure of was that it's not a, I'm disappearing and, you know, never working with y'all again. It's right. it just, the structure looks a little different. Right. And again, I mean, we've seen, you know, Derek working with people at reach. So still that, you know, you're still connected, still a family and uh, you're just kind of doing your own thing. It, it's almost like, and it's, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but I imagine like when children move out of the house, like the parents are still there, you could still contact right. them and, you know, you might still come eat dinner with them, but you're right. doing your own thing. Exactly. And, exactly. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so when, when you were leaving, uh, what was your, mindset did you did you know exactly what you were going to start doing did you already have a plan good question uh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be completely honest I just knew it was it it was I had okay I had somewhat of an idea I didn't really know how it was all gonna f flesh out and form uh, I got a business coach um back in we started back in October uh and so Definitely had been, you know, creating some steps and some strategies in order for me to know what I wanted to do um, fully. And I knew I kn and still know and figuring that out because it's only February. So, <laughs> uh, you know, still trying to fully figure that out. But, um, yeah, I hired a business coach, um, invested in myself, uh, which for me was one thing that I had not necessarily fully done, um, but took that took those funds and um, allocated those to him so he could teach me um, just ins and out of business, uh, good strategies, um, ways to build your uh, market, funnels, different terms and things that I just wasn't 100% clear on um, and got clarity in that area. Um, and so now, um, well, I guess moving out of uh, RMG and into my own, there was somewhat of a plan um, and I knew and I still know that I want to work with independent artists. Um, and I know I've been doing marketing and branding for a while. And so uh, really taking some time to like pull that together and like what, you know, what can I teach others? What can I do to help build other artists up uh, and encourage, you know, their walk, their journey, uh, but also to like get these skills. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are starting off from ground zero and have no idea like what's, what is, ASCAP? What is BMI? What is, um, yeah, what, what, what is branding? Why do I need to brand myself? Um, I have an album, I'm putting it out and nobody bought it. What do I need to do? You know, right, right. what, what are some strategies and ways? And so I know that I have those answers and yeah, just looking at, you know, I wanted to, I definitely want to help out, um, as many artists as I can, uh, in this time period. So just to, you know, answer your question, it, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't fully know the full plan. I just know that the Lord has me. And so we're about to, we're about to, uh, make this work somehow, some way. Gotcha. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, I've, I've heard artists, they've, they have music, but they're, they, they're not quite sure the best way to get it out there, how to right. prepare to release it. You know, you, you need to have a good marketing plan before you release anything. Right. And I think that goes with singles as well as albums. Is that right? Definitely. Definitely. Anything, anything you put out should have a strategy for the most part. Um, gotcha. There should be some type of strategy to go along with that. Gotcha. So in terms of starting your new company, did you start it as like an LLC? So proprietorship, are you doing business as what does that look like from uh, from a structural standpoint now? Yeah. Structural standpoint, sole proprietorship. Okay. No one sue me, please. <laughs> so, so as of right now, there's no yes. protective layer. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. So yes, please do not sue me. Uh, but, uh, you know, eventually we'll move over to LLC, um, you know, as as things get better and progress. We'll definitely, okay. definitely move so, into that. If you don't mind me asking, what was the reason for going sole proprietorship? Money. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. And also, too, you know, right as of right now, like... There's just not that much that I feel like I could be liable for. Right, um, right. So, you know, there's not a physical, um, I guess, a physical transaction between me and and uh, the customer. Um, so, yeah. And also, too, you know, I want to build up. And it's kind of a, a trial period. Um, 
as well too of like you know okay is this really the you know the full-on plan oh lord did you just want me to get me out here um <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so it is one of those right. things where you know i'm i'm hoping to keep this uh but you know as as we're just you know starting off it's like okay let's do sole proprietor um hopefully you know six months down the road we flip over to the llc and um but i mean it is just me so uh you know if there's uh, you know, that liability having that there, we'll get there. Okay. So brass tacks, when get down to brass tacks, cause some people, you know, might be interested in doing some type of a business starting off. Like you don't have thousands and thousands of dollars to get started. What was your first step in filing for sole proprietorship? Google, um, <laughs> Googling <laughs> what to do. <laughs> what does this even look like? Cause I, I didn't, I, I didn't go to school for business. I right. this is all the Lord. So, I mean, I've watched a ton of YouTube videos and, and, you know, just started Googling as my business coach, like, Hey, what, you know, what makes sense? Um, but, um, yeah, you know, getting, especially with the forums I'm in, I'm in Tennessee. So seeing what, um, uh, we actually have some free for resources, uh, as far as it goes with entrepreneurship and, uh, contacted, um, I forget the name of the office, but contacted them. And just make sure that I was getting the right documentation that I needed um, and making sure that, you know, really low key just to start a business. It's like fill out this form and pay thirty dollars. And so, right, right. Uh, you know, that's just to get you started. Um, and so, you know, it does not take a lot of money to start a business. Praise God. Um, and um, yeah, you know, of course, you know, there's different uh, levels as far as tax and things like that, you know, that we'll start getting into is the more money that I make. But right you know, at least just to start, um, Google then, you know, found those different, uh, agencies that Tennessee offers, uh, got on the phone with them and then, you know, just signed away. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. Very, a lot simpler than what I thought. Gotcha. I, I think that's one of the things that, that hinder people sometimes is I don't know how to get started. So I'm afraid to get started. So I never mm -hmm. actually do get started. Right. And, uh, right. and so sometimes you just got to go for it and definitely take, precautions if you uh if you're really 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 scared you know maybe consult somebody who knows what they're doing and i'll also say that i know our local community college here in the county i live in they have a small business center mm -hmm. and a lot of times they'll have resources for people to help you get started so uh i'm sure if you check some of the universities around you some of them may have free information yeah uh, yeah for anybody out there or do like Russia did get you a business consultant. So it's more one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And uh, right. so, so let's talk about what you're actually doing right now. What's kind of your plans currently? Um, you said you're working with independent artists. So uh, what are kind of your services that you offer right now? What, what does it look like to get started? Yeah. So um, right now, if you go to RishaLeandra.com, that's, R-I-S-H-A-L-E-O-N-D-R-A.com. Uh, you'll see the services there, but I'll definitely break them down. So I do uh, marketing um, strategy. If you've got a album, a single coming out, um, and you want to build some buzz around that, um, let's sit down and build a strategy to be able to maximize the best off of that. Um, what are you doing on social? What are you doing? Um, are you having any visual assets to go along with that? Like what's your, um, artwork looking like, like how are, what, what are just different, some of the different strategies that you're looking, how are you rolling this out timeline? Um, what are your goals? You know? So I feel like a lot of times artists are just like, I'm just putting this out just to put this out. And it's like, okay. Um, but what do you really want to happen with right. this music? Um, so let's take a look three months down the road, six months down the road, and then ultimately a year grand scheme of things just to see like, okay, especially if an album, um, you know, what are we, what are we, what are the goals and how are we implementing those, uh, you know, through the release of this project? Um, also branding. Um, so branding as an artist or branding as a, uh, like a project basis. Um, but really looking at, um, the big one is, you know, your brand as an artist, uh, what is that? Um, who is your target audience? Uh, who are you trying to reach? What are your, what is your messaging? Um, when I hear your name, whatever your artist name is, uh, what should, what feelings should I feel when I hear that? Uh, what emotions are evoked? A lot of times, uh, that's overlooked. Um, and sometimes it can be built, you know, over time. 
Um, but at least, you know, can we bring some clarity to that? So as you're moving forward, you're giving a clear message uh, about what you're doing um, and who you are. Uh, and then I do a lot of digital uh, aspects of things, too. So just social media coaching in general. Um, if you're looking to right now, I'm doing a live class, uh, live webinar class that's called Social Brand. And we're breaking down uh good strategies and uh, giving you tips on how to maximize your social media presence um, and also to how to make money on social media. So uh, that's a, that's a fun one. That's a, that's a fun one. Uh, it's been Everybody, great. Everybody's getting ready to go find how to make money on social media. Cause that's the uh, only one you said money with. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Well. So, so question, uh, uh -huh. one of the things you said that I want to kind of uh, go back and, and talk about. So, Knowing your target target audience, mm -hmm. uh, who, who are you gearing your music toward? Uh, is, is there a bad is there a bad strategy to say, "Well, my music's for whoever hears it and it touches their life"? Yes, because that's so broad. Like, um, you know, if I'm trying to reach everybody, most likely I'm going to reach nobody um, because you're not connecting with people. Um, you know, I want like if I am. Um, Say I'm an artist and I am, uh, you know, my look and my swag screams that I'm, you know, pointing towards the younger crowd. But uh, I'm like, my music is for everybody. Look, you know, your grandma's not going to listen to it. Like, it's, you know, that's you got you got to have a certain demographic that you're pointing towards. That doesn't mean that it's not going to reach outside of that demographic. But like at the end of the day, you're looking to reach. I'm looking to reach the college kid that's really struggling in his studies and this music is to help him get through that. Awesome. So that means that the things that you're saying is going to be more detailed and more oriented towards that, that demographic. But you know what, when you go out and do those college shows, you're going to get a lot of people. So, um, instead of just being like my music is for everybody. Okay, great. I'm sure that it is, but, um, you know, <laughs> can you, can you narrow that down? Uh, to a certain demographic that you're really looking to impact and touch. Because even somebody like Drake, who is the biggest artist in the world, has a specific listener um, that he's going to reach for sure. Um, and of course, you know, there's primary and then there's secondary. So, you know, you're hitting, you may be hitting, you know, two to three different typical people. But at the same time, you know, who are you really impacting? Who is really going to come out to your shows? Um, you know, who is your merch geared towards? Those different types of things where, you know, it's going to be a different style and look um, based on that demographic. So it is important. It is important to know who you're trying to reach. Cool, cool. Now, how much would you recommend for an artist who's getting ready to release, uh, let's just say, a single? Uh, I'm talking to a lot of artists. They're really focusing on singles right now. It seems like more of the era for singles. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're working with the artist... Uh, and I know every artist has their own budget. What would you say would be like a minimum budget you should probably start with uh, for marketing a single? Ooh, good question. Minimum. Because um, I'm thinking you got advertising on Instagram probably. Right, right. Um, I would say at minimum... If you know what you're doing, you can do it well for free. But uh, if you're, you know, looking to invest in like ads and things like that, um, I would say at minimum, the bare minimum, man, put $10 in a Facebook ad and $10 in an Instagram ad. So $20 total. Like if you're really looking to do like the bare, bare minimum, um, you know, $20, $20 can get you further than just, <laughs> uh, than just, you know, nothing. Um, right. Because that can help you with your reach outside of those that are actually following you. So, um, yeah, you know, if you wanted to start looking at the very bare minimum 20 bucks show, like, um, could definitely help you out. If you really, like, wanted to invest with, like, hey, you know, I want to build a strategy out and, um, you know, get some really good feedback, um, you know. Oh, well, I mean, I guess that's, yeah, that's with, just within the marketing. But, you know, also, too, like, you know, if we even look at it from a grander scheme of things, like who's doing your artwork? Are you doing it yourself? Or are you paying somebody else to do that? Um, you know, because that goes a long way um, as well, too. Um, so, um, yeah, don't have trash artwork. Have great artwork. 
Because that, you know, that just, you know, catches the eye. I mean, we could go down the whole gamut of like actually recording the music. Like, does it sound great? Um, yeah. Because <laughs> all those things, I mean, are factored into actually like how much you're actually spending. Um, so, you know, you can be spending money on marketing, but is the product good? Right. Uh, that's the ultimate thing. It's like, you know, you could spend a million dollars on marketing and, you know, if the product's trash, then, you know, it's not necessarily going to go that far. So, um yeah, so I think yeah. the artwork I, I will verify. Artwork's important mm-hmm. because whenever I'm going through music submissions for track stars and I see trash artwork, I've already built an expectation unknowingly. Like in my mind, I'm already like, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I won't say unknowingly because I kind of know, but there's already that man. This person just screenshotted their SoundCloud link. Uh, playing the song <laughs> right. right they have absolutely no money for any artwork at all they probably don't have any money for mixing a master and and you know it, it, it immediately kind of makes me kind of good my my uh my expectation drops right right and, and so it definitely yeah. yeah it definitely takes away the value like you if you were to um, you know, when, when you're looking at just presentation and things like that, like it's just very important to be able to have like good presentation off the bat because we are, our eyes, the first thing that catches before we even get to the music. So, um, you know, if you can draw me in from your artwork, awesome. You know, right. then that, that is even a lead way to hit play. And even like what you said, you know, when you're submitting your music, these people look at art all day long. So, you know, what's going to be different about yours? Uh, versus, you know, somebody else's. So, um, so yeah, you know, if you got a good product, I'd say, you know, start at the bare minimum, bare, bare minimum, $20. Um, but you know, you could definitely, definitely grow from that. Um, yeah, grow from there. So what would you say is the difference between what you're doing and what, uh, like an, a typical artist manager would do? Cause it sounds like a lot of what you're doing is kind of artist management services. Is it not? To an extent, I'm more so of a coach, so I'd rather okay. coach you and teach you how to do these things. So therefore, you come to me and you're like, Risha, you know, I really want to help build my strategy. Great, let's build it together. Um, and, you know, I'm not necessarily going to be there to hold your hand through the entire process. Um, but we are going to make sure that you understand, like after we finish our meeting, we'll have some follow ups and make sure that you understand, you know, why we're doing this, what we're doing. So therefore, you know, I want to equip people with the right tools. Um, I want to, you know, you, you don't know how to do um, Facebook ads. Great. Let, let's sit down and, and take some time to do Facebook ads. Um, so therefore, you know, you're not having to pay me off of every release and every, you know, I don't get a percentage. I'm just, you know, you pay me a flat fee. We get in what we need to. And, you know, you take that and run with it, um, which I think um, for a lot of independent artists, maybe a little bit better model because, you know, you're not having to skim off the top of everything that you put out, um, in order to pay a manager. Like this is a, this is a, you know, you come, you play the fee and then you do your thing. Cool deal. Cool deal. I know a lot of people, they, you know, like I said earlier, they're, they have music to release. Uh, would you say from the get go, um, building, like starting a, a plan, what is, what is your first step? And okay, I got the single recorded. Uh, what's what's step one after it's recorded? For me or for the artist? Uh, for I mean for 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 what I mean what do you recommend for an artist to do after they're done recording? It's ready to go. They've got artwork. Artwork's and the first thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I would say if well, of course, you know, make sure it sounds great. Um, do you need to add a feature? Uh, do you need to, you know, is there something extra that you can do with that to make sure that it's, you know, reaching, um, maybe a little bit further, um, than just your platform. Um, so if, if you, you know, you've decided that the music is great, um, next step would be artwork. Um, what encapsulate encapsulates that single, um, visually. Uh, and then, um, you know, after that point, what are you know, take a look at like, what do you want your marketing schemes to be? Do So do you want it to be, um, something where you're shooting a music video for it? Um, what other graphics are going to come along with the rollout of this single? 
Um, but also to, you know, what are, like I said earlier, what are the goals? Um, that's probably like after the artwork, like, let's look at the goals of the single. Um, you know, what are, what are you wanting to do? Are you wanting to build Spotify streams off of this? Um, are you wanting to get, uh, more of a following on Spotify off of this song? Um, is this the lead up to your album? Uh, you know, just what, what is, what is the goal with the single? Um, and then who are you trying to reach with the single? Uh, you know, do you want this to be like, I mean, it's February 14th, so everybody and their brother has dropped a Valentine's <laughs> song. So, you know, is uh, what's the goal of that? Uh, you know, is it to reach, like, are you doing a love song? Are you doing a breakup song? What's your plan after Valentine's Day? Uh, you know, those things that you take a look at. Um, and so that's really where I come in, where it's like, you know, if, if you can, um, you've got the music, you've got the artwork, cool. Um, so let's look at, you know, the strategy of and your goals of releasing um, I would definitely say a lot of people just kind of jump over that, but it's so important to know why you're releasing things, um, right. you know, into the, into the, into the universe <laughs> for people to hear. Gotcha. Now, how do you know, um, how do you find your target audience now? Like, like, how do I know? Okay. Is it the people that you're trying to reach? Is it the people who were more like you in socioeconomic status uh, what does that look like? Because I think a lot of times people think, okay, I'm going to go into music to reach a certain group of people. Is that really possible if it's not people that you have lived with and been around? It is possible. Um, the first thing I would say is schedule a meeting with me and we can really figure that out. But um, <laughs> but also, to you know, if – okay, so I – for example, like I, I really like to use somebody that's like maybe they're more focused towards um, kids music because um, that's one that's like, you know, you're you're you know, you're an adult. And so, you know, you're definitely not necessarily putting off that you are, you know, that your kids, you know, I'm, I'm 20 something years old. You know, I'm not a kid. Right. But, um, you know, what the things that I say is going to look different. The things that I you know, put out the graphics that I put out are probably going to be a little bit more brighter, more lighter, like more kid friendly. Um, you know, my lyrics are going to be de geared towards children and not towards, um, you know, people that are my age. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say like, you know, take a, if, if you're looking to find what your target audience is or who it is, like assess, assess what you normally talk about in your music and assess who would want to hear that. Um, and so that's why I think it's so important to like really be di diverse in, um, you know, what you're giving. And we're, we're in a, we're in a sub genre CHH. So, um, you know, most of the time it is like, okay, well, I want to reach the Christians or I want to reach those that are not Christians and bring them over. Um, cool. So what are you saying in your music that's actually doing that? Um, you know, and, and taking a step further. Uh, when you go to write, you know, are you thinking about that? Or are you thinking about what's hot and what feels good? Um, you know, which, and th th there's definitely a time and place for that. Um, but, you know, just an overall, like, you know, I see a lot of artists now, too, um, to kind of kind of piggyback off of that, that are switching to the more the older crowd. Um, like, uh, I know Swoop's got one coming out that's really, really geared towards married folks and, you know, and not necessarily the, the youth group kids. Um and I definitely can tell that that's not who that's for. Like it's for right. the people that are married. And so, um, like show Baraka. Show Baraka is the same yeah, way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you start talking about things that are not for fourteen-year-olds. You know, you start talking about things that are for those that are married and know what that's like. And so, you know, look at your look at your your lyrics. Look at what you're saying. Listen, you know, what's the feel of your music. Um, and then, you know, it, it kind of does start to guide itself out, but also too, maybe you don't know. And so that's why, you know, we sit down and we, we take a look at, okay, this is who you've been talking to. Is this who you want to talk to? Or are you looking to, you know, shift gears to talk to a different, different type of demographic? Okay. Let's jump into some, uh, just some things that I notice whenever I search social media, just scrolling through and, uh, and, and tell me, you know, kind of your thoughts on whether this is a good or bad thing or whether it might just depend Ooh, this sounds fun. <laughs> so one thing I see a lot is people that'll post their Spotify up or whatever, and they say, y'all, please go follow me. Mm -hmm. Is that good or bad? From, from a, I guess from a branding perspective, 
because part of me thinks if your music's good, the people that rock with you were already following you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're, 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 I mean, if you're just at, there's no incentive for me to go follow you other than just to make you feel better. Right. So that's good. That's a good question. It is important to follow people on Spotify and that'll be our nugget of the day. Like it's way more important than your monthly listeners, way more important. Um, because monthly listeners verify month to month, but your followers, like those are people that are actually, you know, in taking your music and are getting notifications about the things that you're putting out. Um, now, uh, I would say it is important to say that on social, but what are you doing with it? Like, are you, like you're saying, you're not really telling people what the incentive of that is. Um, so like, I'm more likely to do it if I know, Hey, follow me on Spotify because you'll be notified every time that I put out a, um, every time I put out music or this really, really helps me out. And if you really rock with me, like, please, you know, I would love your follow on Spotify. Um, I think, you know, if we give a little bit more of the why to do something that definitely will help people to do, um, that thing. So, um, instead of just being like, Hey, follow me on Spotify. Okay, great. Why do I need to do that? Um, you know, if you give me a little bit on that or like, are you giving me an incentive? Like, Hey, go follow me on Spotify. The next 10 people that do and screenshot it, I'll send free merch. Bet. Like you got my follow. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, give a little bit more than just, Hey, do this right, and be done. Right. Yeah. That's good. I, I like that. Cause I think, you know, I mean, cause you could tell by the numbers of the followers, you know, because if you follow somebody, doesn't it automatic, does it change the number automatically? It um, should. Okay, okay. Because I'm thinking yeah. if you can prove, you know, that next ten people or whatever. Right. So that's that, why I said send the, send the screenshot. So right. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta do a little something extra to get that. But that's pretty you know. good. At least a single early or something. Something. Uh, Give them so, something. Yeah, for real. Uh, so something else. Uh, do we? Do, is is email list still important in today's society? Email list is very important. Um, I can get on social media at nine o'clock and scroll through and only see like the top five people that I follow and be done. Um, wow. so you may have put something out at 11 AM that morning and I completely missed it. But if you're in my inbox, like you're in my inbox. Um, so that means if I check it today or if I check my inbox next week, like I could still see that email. Um, so email is very important. Um, it's definitely one of those ways where, um, you, you can still connect with people, especially if you, excuse me, especially if you build, um, your email list well, um, you know, are you giving special exclusive incentives there that you're not giving people that are on social media? Like what's the benefit of the email? Um, if it's just to be another way to give news, okay, cool. Um, but you know, are you doing something differently with that than, um, than you are your social media? Because that's, you know, if you ultimately, if you are doing that, then you'll definitely see a growth uh, in your email list and also to a good open rate. So uh, definitely still important. Gotcha. Because I know, you know, a lot of people don't really focus on that a whole lot. I don't really see people uh, really talk about emails, especially on social media. Mm -hmm. And so how do you gear people in, in today's world to to sign up for email? How, how do you get those email subscribers to begin with? Because I think, you know, so many people are focused on social media. It's like, how do you get them to sign up? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just piggybacking off my last answer, I'd say, you know, give, give some type of incentive. Um, you know, are, what are you giving there that people on social aren't going to get? Like sign up for my email list and you get songs early, like done deal, right, right. <laughs> you know, you know, um, you know, what are you, what are you giving? Like, remember, or just think of people as like, different um what's the word that i'm looking for like if they're different different tribes so your email list is a is a whole nother tribe compared to your social media and sometimes they intertwine and that's okay um but you know maybe somebody does just e sign up for your email list and doesn't sign up for or doesn't follow you on social maybe they don't have social um because that's still a thing in 2019 so um you know how what can you be giving those people that are signed up for your email list? I would, I would highly recommend to go deeper with that list than you are social media. Um, 
because, you know, they can, one, they can interact with you there too. Like they can respond back to the email and you can definitely have a conversation. Um, you, they can get things early. Like what, what is it, you know, find a way to craft that, um, to be more of a, like you can connect with me deeper here than you can on social media. Um, I mean, you can type forever there. So, you know, if you wanted to write a long post or something like that there, people most likely would, you know, take the time to read it with an email versus social media. So, yeah, I love the, one of the key words you're saying in that whole entire breakdown is giving, giving, giving. I think a lot of times I see emails and and like if the subject is only them wanting something for me, I mean, that's, I don't know. It it doesn't feel as good as like, Hey, check out my new song here like now or something rather than, Hey, we got some new merch you can buy. Not that that's bad, but if the only email I ever see is, Hey, spend some money on me. You know, it's it's not as good as, Hey, here's a free such and such. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Um, that's, that's a good point too. And I'm all about the giving, like, we ultimately at the end of the day, you're building relationships. If it's on social media, if it's an email, you're just building relationships. So how do you build a general relationship? You're not just like, Hey, do this for me. 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 Oh, by the way, like I'll give you this thing, but Hey, do this for me. Like that's not (laughs) how you build a relationship. Like you give, you give, you give, you give, and then you come for the ass. Like that's a good Gary V tactic. Um, that I love is the uh, jab, 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 right hook, which is basically like you just keep giving, keep giving, keep giving, then hit them with the ask. Um, And people are more likely to to interact and rock with you um, when they see that you are giving. And of course, be honest with it. Like if that's, you know, you know, don't, you know, be overly giving if that's not your if that's not your thing. Um, But yeah, I would, you know, I definitely recommend like in all of these platforms and sources and even at your shows um you know be giving more giving than asking and you'll see that you'll get that return that you're looking for yeah i'll say this um the there's i'll just be honest there's very few email marketing strategies and chh and i'm seeing this effective in all honesty i don't i'm a part of you know a lot of email lists and uh, and i really don't either people aren't utilizing it at all. I'm not seeing any emails period. Mm-hmm. Or the only thing I see is, Hey, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. Right. And I'm like, I'm kind of broke. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, it, cause here's the thing. If, if I, if I follow you to the point where I'm going to buy stuff that often, uh, I'm probably already going to own it or looking to buy something. Right. And, um, so I think it's, it's, it, the, the giving part is, is important to, uh, you know, because I, I, I think it's the way you show appreciation. You know, it's Definitely. just like, you Definitely. know, hey, thank you for rocking with me. You know, X Y Z. So, just kind of one of the uh, one of the, the the last things that I would say is, or, or ask is in, in terms of uh, in, in what you're doing right now in helping artists. Uh, what is what's what's your overall goal i mean i know you said this kind of step by step right now in your mindset what is what is risha's goal for uh for for doing this because uh obviously it seems like you're helping indie artists and i mean it's it's not a secret that indie artists uh don't have lecrae budgets or, or Derek budgets uh so i mean it's it's not money what's what what's your overall goal for this whole business i love chh with all of my heart all of it. And I just really want to see this culture grow as much as possible. Um, and that there's, there, there's definitely some things where I see areas that I I see we could approve marketing and branding right now for, for me is that. And, um, you know, I just want to see this culture thrive. Um, and you know, if I could give it away for free, I would, but I'm just not in that space right now, you know, right, to be able right. to do that. Um, so, um, but ultimately, like at the end of the day, my my goal is to see this culture and uh, subgenre just, you know, be at the forefront, um, have a seat at the table, um, you know, be it uh, within and without the the secular industry. Um, you know, Christian hip hop needs a seat at the table at the CCM table. Like we're still fighting for that. Like I want to be an advocate for it. And, um, you know, I have just, I've loved music all my life and the Lord has definitely put, um, this, uh, I guess, uh, 
passion in me uh, right. for the culture. And, you know, I'm not an artist myself. So this is the way that, that I feel like I can do that. So at the end of the day, you know, I just want to see um, because I know how much of an impact Christian hip hop had on me um, as a college student, as somebody that was like, man, I love hip hop, but I can't I just can't do a lot of things that are like I just can't rock with a lot of things that are said. Um, but here's some music that gives me hope. Um, you know, that I can, that I feel like, you know, I can listen to this and be in, inspired and encouraged and, um, you know, man, like being young and, you know, still one, rocking with the Lord, like, you know, Andy Minio's young, like that, that got me through, um, is it Andy and KB? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that got, yeah. that got me through a lot. So, you know, being able to hear that kind of stuff and get that music out to, um, you know, to the masses, like it's a game changer. And so, um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, marketing and branding for right now, I see management somewhere in my future. Um, but yeah, for right now, I'd say, you know, marketing and branding is my way to serve this industry. Uh, and you know, I want to serve it with the best of my ability. Um, so, you know, hopefully, you know, that keeps going well, but for right now it's going pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Risha, we appreciate your wisdom and knowledge being shared and uh and hopefully you'll have some people that reach out uh you know after hearing this and understanding that you know marketing and branding is extremely important uh, i think in every area of any area of business if you're i mean even in i'll be honest it, it's, it's going to sound bad but even churches need to have marketing and branding hey that's coming too so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my next that's my next uh, venture is I to mean, start start going to the churches it really is i mean because all it is is telling people you know it's it's getting what you have to the people and letting people understand what your message is and people are going to assume that every church is the same all same all same all same all and just like artists churches have we're gonna have to have a whole conversation about that because that's a whole another passion of mine is, is I'm ready for part is, two. Is that so? <laughs> uh, so when when you're digging into that, or if you know, we're just going to just talk about it in a random conversation. We're going to talk about that because I think uh, you know people don't. It's just like you know, God will bring the people to the church. You know, God will put my music in somebody's ear that needs to hear it. But part of that's true. Part of that's true. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, even even Jesus was smart in in ways that he functioned in his ministry. He 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 put business behind it strategy he you did he, he he put that's, strategy that's really what it comes down to it's just like do you have a strategy behind and when they do come what are you doing with them that's the <laughs> yeah. next that's the next question too that's the that's that the is. one where it's like okay we got all these people you got all these fans you've got all these people in your church what are you doing with them so um yeah yeah that's definitely a full-on conversation we definitely can have that's funny because uh, that, that also had me thinking uh essentially you know you working for rmg uh, you know, Derek working, you know, out of, out of reach. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of, uh, church planning. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I, like, like business church planning. Uh, and one of the reasons why I do love this, love doing this show, even though I'm not going to lie from time to time, I thought about just stopping it and putting it down and focusing more on, uh, my personal ministry things mm-hmm. that I'm doing at home. But people have told me, like, you know, no, people need to, to hear the, the business end of things and stuff. And, um, but very much like church planning because, you know, discipleship is, is teaching people all areas, all areas of, of godliness in every area. Right. And, and I think, you know, what I'm seeing uh, coming down the pipeline in CHH, it, it is a form of, you know, it's, I guess, business planning, but it's like church planning. You, you start with the company, you train people. You send them out to do it themselves. Right, right. And uh, yep. and and yep. so you know this is this is Rish's church plant, sir. Her her business plant. So uh, so anybody who wants to jump on board and be a part of that, hit her up. Where, where can they hit you up at? You can go to rishaleondra.com, r i s h a l e o n d r a dot com at Risha Leandra on everything, email Risha Leandra at gmail.com. However you want to hit me up, it's Risha Leandra everywhere. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely the ease and I'll, I'll respond. So definitely hit me up. Awesome. Well, looking forward to having the part B conversation sometime soon. Uh, you know, Blex is on you and everything you have going on and thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Looking forward to seeing everything pan out.
the way God's hands is on it. So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I really enjoyed it. And blessings to you and everything that you have going on as well. All righty. You too. All righty. That was the interview with Risha Chesterfield. I'm so grateful for her taking her time and doing the show and just kind of breaking down for artists what they need to think about. And, and I hope you did. I hope you're thinking, you know, throughout that interview, am I doing these things? Have I thought about these things? Where am I at in the process of these different steps and releasing music and in your career, you know, as a whole? And it was funny because right after we finished the conversation, we stopped the recording. We were done. We had to move on about our day. We brought up a really, really, really interesting topic. And I think we're going to jump into that possibly in a third interview because uh, it was way too much to talk about just to add on like a short five minutes or whatever. So I uh, look forward to to her coming back on the show. Uh, I think it's going to be great. And we already had that conversation in mind. So uh, just real quick, uh, just a preview as an artist, who are you actually making music for? And what is the, how should churches think about marketing and branding? So just, just a little teaser for you there. And yeah, so uh, shout out again to Russia. I'm going to put her in, her contact information in the description for the show. So make sure you check that out, hit her up, see how she can help you on your journey. And let me know how the interview went. That's one thing I, I really want to know is what type of interviews do you want? What type of content do you want? I need to know that because I need to know who, one, what does my audience need? What does my audience want? And, you know, my patrons do a good job at telling me the interviews they enjoy. And they'll let me know straight up like, hey, this was really helpful I love that interview. So, you know, do the same. If you want to become a patron for the show, then you can head over to Patreon and sign up. Patreon.com slash Business with Bordeaux. You can head over to Business with Bordeaux.com and sign up there. Uh, just a quick, just a quick uh, disclosure. I haven't really done anything on the site there. Uh, I've personally been focusing really hard on Solomon's Porch Podcast just because there's so much we can do over there. Now, this show, this podcast is very business oriented obviously because of the title of the show <laughs> and you know so that's that uh if if you just enjoy christian content uh theology bible study type of stuff and if you're a huge comic book fan or a minor comic book fan you know that's that's something that we're working on trying to build that and grow that right now so anyway uh again thank you Risha, for your time Aaron Simpkins, True Strength Apparel, love you, man. Shout out to you for uh, supporting the show for a long, long, long time. And I think that's it. Uh, oh, yeah. Just one more thing. I don't know how I almost missed this. Sean Grant, you know, the CEO, the, the, the you know, co-founder of Track Stars, had his first baby. So make sure you go over and congratulate him. Uh, you know, first time father. It's amazing. Uh, his son's name is Noah. So go hit him up, tell him congratulations, you know, just a side little nugget here. I love it whenever I see Christian men who have, especially young boys, you know, I have three girls, but you know, we also need young men who are being led to follow Jesus. And so I, I, I know that's going to come <laughs> from him. So I'm really excited about that. So that's it. Enough rambling. Thank you so much for tuning into the Business with Bordeaux podcast for this week. And until next time, always remember, the more you learn, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.